Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. It's not easy for people. Their lives have been turned upside down by this in many different ways. It's tough medicine that we're being asked to take here, all of us together, but it's a deadly virus and that requires tough medicine. I believe in Toronto residents and their ability to overcome almost anything. That was John Tory moments ago. Uh, the mayor, of course, is uh, sitting along with health officials as part of the City of Toronto's media briefing, which we'll pick up right now. Again, uh, now hearing from the city's medical officer of health, Dr. Eileen Devilla. The province released COVID-19 modeling projections that stated that there would have been approximately 100,000 deaths over the course of the COVID-19 outbreak without public health measures. The province also said that if we do everything that we can, fully implementing all available tools and public health measures, especially those that maximize physical distancing, we may reduce this number to something in the range of 3,000 to 15,000 deaths in Ontario from COVID-19. Now we know that Toronto is home to about 20% of the population of Ontario. So using the provincial numbers, we would roughly estimate that Toronto may see somewhere between 600 to 3,000 deaths by the end of this pandemic. I know these numbers are stark. Seeing what our future may look like based on these data is truly sobering and even frightening. But these are more than just numbers. They are our friends, our families, our neighbors, members of our community. They are our essential workers, our healthcare workers, and they are the people who work each and every day to help keep us safe. Most of all, these deaths are preventable this is what keeps me up at night. We each have an opportunity and a personal responsibility to prevent this from happening. This is why everyone who can, everyone who is not an essential worker or a healthcare worker needs to stay home now. Everyone needs to be adhering to the public health measures put in place to save lives to protect our healthcare system from being overwhelmed and to restore our city. If we all do our part, if we all do as much as we can, we can still reduce these numbers. If we take care of our city's most vulnerable residents, we can lower virus spread. I sincerely hope the starkness and the clarity of the provincial numbers will be a wake-up call to all of us, particularly to anyone who does not yet understand the gravity of our situation. 
Models help us to predict how diseases might spread, and they help us to predict the future course of an outbreak. They also help to inform our strategies, our strategies to control outbreaks, to protect our community from virus spread. However, they are only as good as the information and the assumptions on which they're based. And with a new virus, like the one that causes COVID-19, information changes every single day as we learn more about this virus and how it spreads. Our models need to be adjusted to reflect what we are seeing in our community. My team at Toronto Public Health has reviewed available models and what they consistently show us is that with the absence of a vaccine or effective treatments for COVID-19, we need to use other strategies to reduce the spread of the virus. Again, that was Dr. Eileen Davila, the city's medical officer of health, and uh, she was just reiterating that the numbers that we got from the province uh, were rather stark. And so extrapolating from that, she said we can anticipate if the model were to hold in Toronto, being the largest city in the province, anywhere from 600 to 3,000 deaths during the span of the pandemic. And that's important because the timeline on that is 18 months to two years, uh, minus any other kind of aggressive mitigation effort or a vaccine. But those are the numbers that are arresting. But she did offer that proviso that uh, models are only as good as the information and assumptions upon which they're based which does lead a lot of people to wonder, you know, do we have adequate data? Nonetheless, uh, we'll leave that for now as a point of speculation. Still to come in the hour ahead, Conrad Black at the bottom of the hour. Doris Grinspun is the CEO of the Registered Nurses Association of Ontario. will be joining us, too, before the top of the hour. Weighing in right now, we've heard from the mayor of Toronto. Let's hear from the mayor of Mississauga. Bonnie Crombie has joined the Oka Show. Bonnie, how are you this afternoon? Keeping well, I hope? Thanks so much. Oh, well, some days we sleep better than others. Let's just say that way. <laughs> yeah, it's understandable. I mean, relative to the city of Toronto, I mean, uh, are your numbers kind of following suit on a per capita basis, more or less? So certainly. So we've seen a 90% increase in all of Peel uh, since the beginning of the week. So that, too, is a very sobering number. Our overnight numbers are up by 30. So we today have 230 active cases. And we've had our first passing of a Mississauga resident, a male in his 70s, uh, again, that had other uh, underlying conditions, but of course is a COVID case. And we've seen double-digit increases day-to-day uh, -day as well, 14% today from yesterday, 15% the day before, 11%, 28%, 25%, so large increases. So we can tell that uh, people still aren't following the guidelines of public medical officer of health. And if we don't, uh, if we continue not to heed the advice, then we'll, we'll be living the worst-case scenario that was outlined in the Premier's projections. So we were calling so, on people to please do the right thing. Tell me quickly then, uh, what protocols or best practices have you put in place? I mean, the mayor was rather exasperated the other day. We've got a bylaw and uh, gatherings will be fined or persons will be fined seven hundred and fifty to five thousand dollars. How about Mississauga? The same. Uh, we are paralleling the uh, all the policies from Toronto. We are the third largest city in Ontario, Toronto, Ottawa, and ourselves. So once again, we'll, we have a blitz this weekend. Uh, 
tickets will be issued for $750 for anyone who is caught not respecting physical distancing in the park for public spaces or people who are gathering in numbers. Uh, we're not encouraging more than two people, unrelated people, to gather. But also anyone using our playgrounds, our basketball courts, in fact, even our leash-free dog parks uh, are not to be used. Anyone tampering with our closed, gate-locked parking lots will also be ticketed and we're asking that anyone seeing people who are disobeying the rules flagrantly call 311 immediately and we will investigate we're going to have bylaw enforcement out in the 10 key hot spots right around the city that's the places where people love to go of course the lakefront of course the conservation parks in meadowvale and in arendale jack darling staddington paul coffee streetsville lake aquitaine all the hot spots will be patrolling to ensure people are abiding by the guidelines which is to stay stay apart and the situation with your hospitals, uh, can you handle whatever it is that might be coming your way? So certainly we have um, increased capacity. We speak daily at 5 o'clock with our Peel Medical Officer of Health and representatives from the Brampton and the Mississauga Hospitals, the Trillium Health Partners, and they have reorganized so that acute care will all come out of um, Queensway General Hospital and there'll be increased capacity. In fact, there will be 50, there are 1,500 beds today uh, and there are 650 open beds for COVID patients should the need arise. So yes, we have capacity. We're all worried about personal protective equipment, the PPEs. We all indeed are very uh, you know, concerned that we have an adequate supply and that the supply goes where it's most needed when it does arrive. Very well. Uh, I'll let you go on that note. I wish you the best for you, your community as well, and uh, just stay healthy during all of this. Stay healthy, stay safe, stay apart. Please abide the guidelines. Stay two meters, six feet apart. Wash your hands, use sanitizer. Please respect the rules and keep everyone healthy and safe. Easy enough to uh, understand. Bonnie Crombie, Mayor of Mississauga, much appreciated. Thanks In a so moment, much. we'll come back uh, on these matters of the numbers and uh, how they have been processed by you. Uh, and then the idea, though, that there may be some folks who are still placed in a precarious position. I wanted to comment on that, too. We'll open the lines for calls, 870-6400 at the bottom of the hour. In about 13 minutes, Conrad Black's going to weigh in. Then we'll hear following that from the CEO of the Registered Nurses Association of Ontario. To the numbers and uh, what it all says, the modeling, do you believe we need to really go hardcore, go big, go now, the nuclear option? Uh, are we still nibbling around the edges? Or is this something uh, that is possible to uh, maintain currently? But if there's greater social distancing and isolation, is that asking too much? Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.